Hi, this is Jim Gray from the Shut Up and Listen podcast. And the recording you're about to listen to is with my good friend, Kyle Reed. And Kyle and I have known each other for about five years online and uh, from hanging out some different blogs and just, you know, it's great to meet people online and just kind of like have conversations with them on the phone and talk about like-mindedness and business and social media. And so Kyle and I have been talking throughout the summer about music marketing and nonprofit marketing and a lot of different things that we see uh, via, so we, we have conversations via text or phone or whatnot. So I thought it'd be great to get Kyle on the show. And so with the goal of getting Kyle on the show is that a lot of you are independent artists or bands, or maybe you're signed with a label or, or maybe you're an author. I, I'm not really sure who you are. Why don't you tell me who you are in the comments? That would be awesome. Or if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, on Facebook or whatever, leave us a comment. And let us know what you do. We, we would love to know uh, what you do. That would be really awesome. So uh, Kyle has left us some resources uh, to kind of help you. He's got a free, some free downloads off of his blog, and we've got that link in the show notes. Again, our, our goal today was to help you with some tips and tricks uh, that would help you with your brand and kind of getting your messaging out there. And uh, so we hope you enjoy the show and hope you all are doing well. Thanks for listening. Hey, shut up and listen. The Shut Up and Listen podcast, hosted by Jim Gray. Raw, unedited, phone interview. Talking about music, movies, culture, business, and random stuff. And now, enough of me. Let's hear from Jim Gray. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, today, I'm joined by my old friend. Well, I'm older than he is, uh, Kyle Reed. Kyle, how's it going today? Hey, good, Jim. I was sorry to say there. I, I think I'm a little younger than you, so I'll take it. <laughs> I'm not old enough to be your dad, but maybe like an older brother or something, or, or a very strange uncle. Um, there you go. Kyle, whatever uh, you want to call yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, it's my show. I decide who lives or dies. Um, there you go. So, Kyle, where you're, uh, where you where you live these days? Where what part of the country are you in? Yeah, so I live uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, here with my wife. I've uh, been here in Nashville for almost five years, and it from originally from St. Louis, uh, but Nashville's definitely become home for me, and I uh, don't see myself going anywhere um, anytime mm-hmm. soon. What, um, tell me, tell us what you do these days and a little bit of your work history. Sure. So I've actually got a new uh, definition to what I say I do, and you'll have to stick with me for a second, but... I call myself the, uh, I untangle extension cords. And I know that sounds weird, but (laughs) let me explain. Uh, You know how when you need an extension cord and you go to your closet or whatever, your garage, and you pull it out and it's always tangled up and you spend more time untangling it than you do on the actual job. Uh, I found that that's what I've been doing a lot of lately. So I work a lot with people who have a extension cord and it's kind of in a mess and I specifically talk around digital marketing. And so they kind of hand me this crumbled up extension cord, and it's my job to unravel the extension cord and then help them plug it in. And so that's been kind of lately my, uh, my day. Um, currently, I work with a couple of uh, nonprofits, a couple organizations 
um, on the side as well doing digital marketing content strategy. Um, and so I found myself spending a lot of time taking their old content, new content, uh, marketing plans, and kind of making sense of them. And so that's where I got mm. the uh, extension cord uh, idea. I'm still trying that out, so who knows if that's a good <laughs> idea or not. Yeah. Calling it so that. It's, not a, it's not a perfect science. I actually would relate to um, if you maybe did something, a seasonal thing, and called it how to untangle Christmas tree lights, that would be awesome there you for go. me. Yeah, yeah, I'm not to that level yet, you know. I, I, think, yeah. I think I'll get there. Uh, yeah. work-wise. Uh, yeah, so previously I worked at a record label here in Nashville. Um, it's called Provident Music. We were the Christian division of Sony Music and uh, spent two years there working directly with them. Uh, before that, I worked at a church and I was over our, uh, our digital and uh, kind of just more of um, content strategy. And then before that, I was uh, freelance. I did freelance web design and and that was around the time me and you met. That's right. That's right. Through some through the internets and um, different blogs that we hung out on, and um, we, you know, would I remember back, you know, in the day when I lived in a different state and all that, and was starting out my company, we would talk about people and business and things like that. So this is kind of like a our grown up version of that whole process, you know. Um, yeah, that's right. And uh, our more mature. Uh, you're married now, so tell me about um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about you and your wife, and some of the the entrepreneurial things that you've done together. Yeah, so I've been married um, a little over two years, and uh, my, you know, I, I, it's weird, like going from a place of of kind of you know living in one world uh, with work and such, and then you add in a spouse to that, and you know, you add responsibilities, and then it kind of changes things, but. Uh, what I did not expect when I got married uh, was that my wife was so entrepreneur. Um, mm. She she runs circles around me, and I didn't <laughs> I did not expect that. But it's been amazing. So my wife, uh, about a year and a half ago, came to me and said, "Hey," uh, at the time she was talking about going back to school, and she came to me and said, "Hey, uh, I think I want to open up a clothing boutique." And mm. I, I really was like, oh, okay, I, yeah, that sounds like could be cool. And what I learned from my wife in that moment was, you know, I think a lot of us are, are used to saying, oh, I have this idea or, oh, I want to do this. Uh, she just went out and did it and did it by herself. Didn't really, you know, didn't really ask for help. Didn't, you know, read a bunch of books. She just did it. And the business has been around now for over a year and a half, and it is wildly successful. Uh, she is has uh, five full well five employees, two of those being full time salaries. She has a store. We're about ready to open up another store. She has a warehouse. Wow. She's killing it. And so you know, I, it's been very interesting coming from the side of myself where I've always been very interested in what's going online and business and digital marketing mm. to then marrying, you know, getting married and having my wife embody exactly what I've been reading about has been really cool um, mm -hmm. and challenging to me, you know, to kind of almost like step up my game to keep up yeah. with her. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, I'm married to a, um, you know, I'm married to um, a person who's a senior accounts payable manager for a, a nonprofit and um, uh, she knows her stuff, and and I, you know, we we compliment each other as I'm sure you and your wife do. Uh, what, tell me, can you tell us what what is the name of your wife's company, and where can they sure. find so, it? Yeah, 
Yeah, so our business is called Vinny Louise, uh, V-I-N-N-I-E, and then L-O-U-I-S-E.com. So just go to VinnieLouise.com, uh, kind of see it's a woman's boutique. So um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, but any guy listening to this, you know, you can always grab something for that lady in your life. <laughs> yeah, wow, what a marketing pitch. Yeah, it. there you go, right? So, yeah, so VinnieLouise.com, um, it's a, you know, we're based here in Nashville. We have a storefront, and then we also are online. Um, and, you know, her big focus is just a, a store where she provides, um, her, her tagline is stylishly selected, affordably edited. And so she's mm-hmm. very focused on pulling, you know, good looks, but also at a very good price. And, and so that's kind of her angle. And, uh, and so it's been a fun ride. We're working on a new business venture together. That's been mm-hmm. fun. And hopefully we'll uh, be able to put out some more info about that soon. But uh, it's, been, it's been great. It's been a fun year and a half. That's great, man. And um... – I love that story. I know that um, you told me where that was in Nashville. And, um, you know, I love that whole area in uh, kind of East Nashville um, where there's stores and places to eat like that. I think there's a really good taco place nearby. (laughs) There is. But um, that's right. That's right. And I did eat there. So so let's talk about, let's break off and kind of talk about social media and digital marketing. And what is your, you know, you've had a lot, you and I have had a lot of similar uh, work and, work experience and all that, but what I'm curious today is like, what's your perspective on social media and, um, and kind of some things you're doing with your blog and, and video that's unique. And let's talk about what, what's your current perspective on that? Yeah. Uh, you know, being someone who kind of came, kind of came of age, let's so to say uh, in the digital marketing revolution of social media uh, I've gone up and down with it, you know. I starting out. I remember back in let's see, oh eight, oh nine, getting on Twitter and and uh, really kind of trying to just figure that out. I I also remember joining Facebook in college, you know, and being able to get on there. And so, you know, my my views and my thoughts and my ideals have changed a ton. But kind of my my underarching principle that I've held to, gosh, from day one, that it just kind of came natural to me and was just native was just this idea of, of using it as a place to resource people. Um, I've always looked at social media as that. As it's not a place for me to, to, to yell the loudest. It's a place mm-hmm. for me to, to try to, to help others, to resource them, to share. Um, someone who I deeply respect and, and who's, you know, I would call a mentor slash hero of mine is Gary Vanderchuk, and, and mm-hmm. I just so resonate with his uh, jab, 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 right hook mentality of, you know, you got to give first before you ever ask. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's, as social media has changed and more networks have popped up and, and others have gone away, I, I really, the, the underarching principle that guided me all throughout social media is, is how can I resource people? And that could be through, you know, technology, through ideas, through, through actual resources of apps and products, through even financially, you know, how can I invest in people, things like that. And so that's how I like to look and, and use social media. So I'm, I'm always trying to find different ways to do that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but, but just the way that social media has changed so much, we've gone really from a kind of a people uh, kind of tapping the microphone of like, you know, does this thing still work or is, mm-hmm. will this work? Is this on? To now, you know, you can't go. I, I drive down the street and I see gas stations that have a sign up that say like us on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And I just yeah. shake my head because I'm just like, yeah. what does that have? 
Like what, what does that even mean? Yeah. You know? And so it, we've moved from, you know, the early 2010, 2011, where it's like, Hey, Facebook and Twitter are, are you need to use those. Uh, and businesses are now kind of saying, what's our Facebook and Twitter strategy. And so we've really moved to a different, a much different, uh, time frame, but it, it's, it's very interesting to be a part of that. And I still think that so many people are still trying to figure out how do I use this thing? Mm. How do I use this tool? You know, and I, I'm right there with them. Let's talk about how, um, so obviously you have a strategy for wanting to educate people. What, how, what does that look like as far as like, how do you build a strategy for that strategy that you want to help other people develop? So, um, how did you go about, how do you go about, um, like you sit down and, and plan out what you're going to do or is it, you know, you have a calendar? What, what does that look like for you with your content that you're developing to help people learn? Like how do you develop your training and education, um, you know, your, your content that way? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, <laughs> one thing, when I, I kind of about a year and a half ago got into a little bit of consulting, and yeah. I had asked a friend, like, hey, you know, like, help me. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, how would I go about consulting people? And, and one of the things that he told me, uh, he said that the best thing that you can do in a consulting session is to teach them your process. But hmm. teach them your process in a way that it becomes their process. And wow. so that's kind of become my new focus on social is how can I let someone into my process and make it a very natural thing. Uh, that's kind of what I've taken this new approach on. And so what I found myself doing more of is just trying to share like, hey, this is what I'm reading or this is what I'm finding. Uh, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm using. Uh, I've been really lately really focused on kind of time management, task management, getting stuff done. Uh, I've, I've really, cr- I've created several resources around that and given them away to people just trying to help people get stuff done. But then also I've focused way more in on Pinterest. I love Pinterest. Mm. I think it's an amazing tool. And so I found myself, like I read all kinds of stuff on the internet and I found myself like, Hey, I should, everything I read, I should just pin because I'm sure yeah. that there's someone out there who's probably looking for maybe that resource. And so I've started to use Pinterest that way. So part of my new daily thing is I try to pin, you know, 20 to 30 pins a day. And wow. some, some of the ways I do that is, is I, I, uh, you know, I just, as I'm reading articles, I, I pin them. Uh, so it's kind of a shift in process, you know, in my, in my process is to try to share more stuff and make it an active, like be active with it versus, mm. In a lot of ways, I think, you know, I can get caught up in trying to schedule everything out, and then it becomes very formulaic to me and not natural. And so I've kind of moved more to just, like, trying to just share my process and let people take what they want from it. Well, I really love that. That's a a really good point. In fact, we should – I think when this is all done, you should – we should write out that. One of those is very sort of shareable, tweetable – um, little clip in there, and that um, that's some really good insight, Kyle. So yeah, let's talk about you and I both worked, um, obviously, Frequency, you know, we, at Frequency FM, uh, you know, we talk about music and books, and uh, we talk to a lot of bands, and we also have just started, you know, kind of talking about film. 
But in your case, or your, our conversation, one of the main themes I want to touch on today was what three tips would you have for indie artists and bands that they could use if they're sort of like a, you know, like a startup band or artist, they're starting out there, um, you know, with their brand, like how would you, you know, if you're going to give them, they have an opportunity to speak to a, a group like that, what are like maybe three tips you could give, leave with us today um, that would help them, you know, develop a strategy? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, you know, that's always the million dollar question, right? Yeah. Uh, where, yeah. where do I start and how do I do it? Yeah. I, I would say, honestly, and this isn't going to be, you know, there's no digital, this isn't a digital tip. You have to yeah. have good music. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I know that that is a duh, but I, I just, I, you know, my experience working at a label, um, it was evident when the album wasn't very good or wasn't hitting mm. It didn't matter what we did. It would not sell. So mm. I'll say the first thing is, is have great music. I was mm. watching an interview yesterday with, um, with Quincy Jones and Kendrick Lamar. Mm. And, uh, and they were talking about when Quincy Jones worked with Michael Jackson on, the, uh, on Thriller. And he said that that album, uh, Michael Jackson had 800 songs for that album. 800. That, 800 songs. That is mind-blowing to me. I, Dude, I, that I is just so – that's, that's like how do you even filter that down? I mean, yeah, I know. It's, that, like, I, it's, it's hard to believe, honestly. Uh, but let's just say even if, if he was exaggerating, let's say he had eight, a lot of songs. So I think yeah. that, you know, the temptation is to, to say, oh, our music's good. We, let's put it out there and go. Uh, I would really say that the, you, can't not, you cannot go anywhere until you have great music. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, I think that it's, it's tempting to just get it done so that you can start moving forward. And in reality, uh, you know, you might need to go back to the drawing board or prune it or, or really, you know, really work on it. So the first thing I would say uh, for any indie, any indie artist uh, trying to just start their careers is just to get great music. So play a lot of shows, practice your writing, uh, and seek a ton of feedback. And then, I, and then once you do that, um, I think one of the best uh, kind of untapped tools for a lot of artists is YouTube. And mm. I, I've watched several people now create YouTube channels to launch products, and I think mm. that by far it's one of the best ways to launch anything. Um, I've... So there's a guy out there named Casey Neistat who, in my opinion, is the best YouTuber out there. Uh, he has a daily vlog that he started. Uh, I think he's like on episode 170-something uh, at the recording of this podcast. But he launched this daily vlog and did it to kind of stay fresh, but also he knew he was launching a software app company. And so he did a daily vlog, and like, I think it was like episode 113. I mean, that, that's a lot of vlogs he finally announced what his uh, new, new app was going to be. And he quickly, the app blew up because he was, had a daily vlog. He had a following. He built a community of people that when he said, hey, go do this, they all did it. And mm. so I think a lot of times, it, you know, I'm going to kind of go back on my first point of create great music, but a lot of times artists create, music and then they hand it off and they say, well, my job's done here. 
and and they don't they don't necessarily give their um, their music a platform. And so, you know, I would say one of the greatest things that you can do is to start developing your voice online. And I mm-hmm. think that YouTube allows you to do that. Uh, creating a daily vlog or a weekly vlog or something that you're just starting to put yourself out there. As, this is who we are as a band. This is who we are as an artist or who I am as an artist. It, it allows people to, to, you know, kind of grab onto your style and to kind of mm-hmm. to start to track with you. And so it, it will get to the point where if you stay faithful to it, you'll develop an audience that they can't wait for that next song and they can't wait for the record to be released. So I think YouTube would be one of the first places I would start. I mean, that uh, when I was at the label, right as I was at the label, we put together a full plan for this artist of basically doing a daily vlog to mm-hmm. leading up to his album. And his album wasn't going to be released for another six months. Uh, but we knew that the six months of work that we were going to put into that YouTube channel was going to pay off when it came time for sales. So I would say that YouTube is a great unmarked, uh, you know, kind of place that I think a lot of people can really do well on. And then finally, um, I would say you need to go where the attention is at. And so, you know, the temptation is to get a Twitter, get a Facebook, do all those things. Uh, and then just kind of tweet, you know, maybe like, you know, new album coming or whatever it may be. But Twitter and Facebook have become so oversaturated with, with content that, you know, mm-hmm. gone are the days where you can really get any push through Twitter. Um, yeah. Because it's just, there's so many people on it. We all have the habits of using Twitter. We, we struggle with it, you know. Uh, it's, it's kind of a fire hydrant. But places that are right now, that are just really people are paying attention to our Instagram and Snapchat. And mm. I, I would say that, you know, the, the, the currency of today of digital is, is attention. People, people are moving so fast that if you can get their attention for 15 seconds, you've won. And so you've got to go to places that people are giving their attention to. And so, you know, when we first uh, got on Twitter, we followed everybody. It was like, Oh yeah, I'm mm. all this people. Yep you know, you're following thousands of people. Whereas when you get on Instagram, you've kind of learned your lesson. You've kind of said, you know what, I'm going to follow the people I actually want to follow. And so there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like opportunity there with Instagram and the fact that uh, people are still being pretty selective and pretty picky as far as what they're using. And so if you can get into their timeline, you are going to have a lot of success. So that would be my last point is as you're thinking about how can I grow our brand and the band ourselves and get our music out there, uh, it would be go where people are paying attention to and really mm-hmm. think about how have I in the past found things or discovered things or what have I done, uh, how have they gotten me, I'm going to go and reverse engineer that and do that myself. That's great, man. Hey, so so wrap this up. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show today. And so you and I have uh, discussed, you've got a special little offer for our listeners today. And let's, can you tell us uh, where, where the listeners can find that free content? Sure. Yeah, so I created some, uh, some just free downloads. Um, and if you go to thoughtsaboutnothing.com slash frequency FM, uh, I've got a little spot there. You can just put, just put your email in and you'll get uh, email right back with all these uh, resources. And on that, I've got multiple, uh, like, task management stuff to just help you to get stuff done. But then also I've got in there um, kind of like a – 
kind of a cheat sheet on social media uh, that kind of you know gives you a content planning calendar. Um, I've got uh, some marketing plan stuff in there. I've got several different things um, that you can just grab for free. That's fantastic, man. Thank you so much for doing that. Thanks for your time today. And, uh, you know, I, I'd say, you know, maybe sometime in the next year uh, we can catch up again. So thanks, Kyle, for yeah. joining us. And good luck Absolutely. in all that you do. You've been listening to the Shut Up and Listen podcast featuring Jim Gray. Shut Up and Listen is a production of Frequency.fm and 330pm.com. For more cool stuff, check us out at www.frequency.fm. Thanks for listening. Stay cool. Stay cool.